Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Ah, bonjour. So, so grateful. And happy Halloween. Ooh, it's Halloween. Jeff's looking around. What? Where's my candy? (laughs) I know. Candy for breakfast on Halloween. Of course, Jeff can have candy every day for breakfast. Yes. These are the rewards of being a good person. Candy for breakfast. Now. So glad to join with you in this moment, transcending time and space together. Very, very happy and grateful for this divine opportunity that we have given ourselves to heal our mind, to set our heart free, to relinquish the pain and suffering, the troubles of the past, all that we do not like. We're letting it go. We're letting it go. We're letting it go. So we're going to use a particular tool, a particular technology to accelerate our healing and to let the past go. It's called prayer. Prayer is the most powerful technology I know, and it's definitely a spiritual technology. I teach classes in prayer, don't you know? So let's go for it. Right here, right now, we take a breath of love and gratitude. Hand on our heart, wholeheartedly available to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, to honor the voice of our higher Holy Spirit self. The mighty I Am Presence is awake and alive in our mind. The mind never sleeps. It's always tuned in to spirit of love the power of love. We're giving ourselves over to our true nature. So we're we're relinquishing our attachments to the ego and we are opening our mind to the spirit, that one voice leading us and guiding us all the way. So grateful and so thankful to open ourselves to receive the rewards. Yes, We're opening ourselves to a healing, divine dialogue. It's happening, and we are grateful, and we are thankful here and now to open our minds to the truth that sets us free. In gratitude, we let it be. We know it's done, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Oh, my goodness. So great to be with you. Yes, indeed. Mm -hmm. And so let's, uh, let's focus in here. Our topic today is about rewards. And, uh, we're going to be looking at a section that I 
dearly love called The Reward of Teaching. It came up last week very strongly for us to look at this this week. The Reward of Teaching, which is chapter 16. It's my page 334, and it's section 3 of chapter 16. So we're going to dive into that. Hmm, the rewards of teaching. Last week we were talking about God's teachers, which we all most certainly are, whether we like it or feel worthy or not. Yes. So, one of the things that I really began to recognize is that, and many parents already know this quite clearly, anyone who's helped to raise children, grandparents, parents, they know this. And it's that we're always teaching by our example. doesn't matter whether our example is one that inspires people uh, to be more like us or more unlike us. <laughs> We're always teaching by example. A Course in Miracles tells us teach only love, for that is what you are. Uh, but many times we're teaching something else. We're teaching uh, these kinds of choices lead to pain and suffering. We're teaching these kinds of choices lead to worry, doubt, and fear. So we're often teaching things that we really would rather not teach, but we're doing it anyway. And it's because why? Because we're unconscious of our actions and choices. We have deluded ourselves into thinking that our minds are separate and therefore there's no connection. So we can have secret thoughts, private thoughts. Mm-hmm. And so this is one of the constant things that people are dealing with. My book is falling apart here. <laughs> Seriously. Now, I have to figure out how to get it rebound, because that's the only problem, is that the glue's coming undone. So, when we're living a life of love, when we're walking the talk and living the love, and we know it, then we're teaching only love, and we feel good about it. And people are naturally inspired around us. This is one of the consistent things I see for people who are in my year-long Masterful Living class, that they, particularly towards the end of the year, like right around now, they're able to really see clearly how they have influenced those around them, those they work with, those in their family, their friends, that people are more and more uh, peaceful around them. People are more and more helpful around them. Uh, one of the things that we were talking about in uh, class recently is that when we love ourselves, 
more, then other people treat us more kindly, more lovingly. Certainly, I have demonstrated this because I used to feel like people treated me poorly. They were sarcastic towards me. They were angry towards me. Uh, they were disrespectful of me. They would... Um, do things that were unkind. Uh, there was a real lack of care that I experienced in a lot of my relationships, a lack of consideration. And so what did I do about that lack of consideration? What did I do about those uh, feelings of disrespect and people not caring and uh, the attacks? What did I do about all that? What was my approach to healing and transformation? Well, back in the day, I gave as good as I got and better. I would complain, complain, complain. I would attack back. I would go twice as big. Oh, you're going to disrespect me? Oh, I'm rolling up my sleeves now. Get out of the way. Because this is going to hurt. Seriously. I mean, I really was vindictive. Extremely vindictive. A real grudge holder. And uh, I really, I thought it was my civic duty to give even better than I got. And so, did that help heal the issue? No, it did not. No surprise there. No surprise there at all. So, <laughs> one of the things for us is to recognize that there's a better way, right? There's a better way. And so, for me, what I see now is that kind of treatment, it does still happen sometimes, but I can tell absolutely it is unintentional. It's not intentional at all. I used to take offense at everything, whether it was intentional or not. And uh, I, I was saying in uh, class recently that I was watching the TV show on Netflix. Uh, no, not on Netflix. It was on PBS or something like that called Broadchurch. It's one of these, oh, BBC, it's on the BBC. And um, uh, my brother had taped season three over the summer, so I started to watch it. I'm back at my brother's house in New Jersey. Just moving around, moving around. <laughs> and um, speaking of moving around, I'm going to be at Unity Village New Year's Retreat. Five days, four nights, we are going to have an amazing transformational time and uh, I also would like to uh, let you know I've got a free class coming up next week about masterful living so uh, it's a week from today November 6 or 7 uh, it's uh, so you'll be be learning about that and uh, hmm just thinking about being at Unity Village and how nice that's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. 
So New Year's Reboot, my New Year's Reboot retreat and the Early Bird Special ends Thursday, November 2nd. So we've got payment plans and an Early Bird Special for anybody who would like to come and join us. So I was talking about Broad Church, how... uh, um, uh, it's a it's a dark show. It's a very dark show, but I really the acting is fantastic, and the storyline is very um, very much about people and the struggles of people to forgive. So that's something I'm interested in, and the Holy Spirit really teaches me and speaks to me through uh, drama through novels and through, uh, I always love classic novels and uh, classic drama. So I feel Broadchurch is in that neighborhood. And anyway, um, one of the characters uh, did something, uh, made a choice, made a decision, and the spouse started yelling, why are you doing that? How many times do I have to tell you? And understandably upset triggered got it very emotional and i am watching it and just feeling like oh it doesn't have to be that way people don't have to speak to each other that way people don't have to go into that painful reaction and that's what i see is that uh, in masterful living over the course of the year, people really transform that behavior to where the same exact kind of a thing might happen and they, instead of reacting with anger and upset and irritation and frustration and then yelling, screaming, shouting and blaming and shaming, trying to make people feel guilty, they can go instead to authentically go to a place of Wow, I, I'm surprised that this happened and it does bother me. But first, let's find out what's going on with you and what your intention was in doing that. So remember that Course in Miracles tells us right in those early lessons I do not know what anything is for and I am never upset for the reason I think. So that's the thing I see that Masterful Living participants do is they start to really practice that on a moment-by-moment basis. I'm never upset for the reason I think and I don't know what anything is for. So why don't I, instead of just being upset and reactive, let me let me go to the Holy Spirit and say, what what is this for? Okay, it's for my good. It's for my healing. I'm going to accept it that way. I'm going to start with that as my baseline. Yeah, I'm feeling triggered, but do I need to take it out on anybody? Maybe I don't. Maybe I don't need to defend myself. Maybe I don't need to energize the belief that I'm attacked. Maybe I'm not being attacked. Because if I am being attacked, since there's only one, who is there to attack me but myself? Is Am I, am I attacking myself? And if so, let me stop right now. And this is how my brother and my sister become my salvation. 
So let me just be still a moment. Let me choose peace. It doesn't mean I don't have to feel what I feel. It's so important to acknowledge what we feel. It's so helpful to us to acknowledge what we feel and and really say, oh, I feel angry now. I feel hurt now. I feel sad now. I feel afraid now. Let the feelings be felt. It's part of the healing. But blaming it on someone else, especially when we have no idea what their intention is, It's only going to fan the flames of ego attachment. So instead, let us think about, I am a teacher of God. And this is how God is teaching me. Remember the truly helpful prayer on page 28 that we talk about almost every week now. Golly gee, so glad about that. I am here only to be truly helpful. I am here to represent Him who sent me. God who sent me. I am here to represent God. Okay. Wow. So let me do that. Instead of shouting and yelling, turning a cold shoulder, shutting people out, shutting down. Let me feel my feelings. And remember, I am here to represent God. And God sent me to do that in this world. So I'm on a mission from God to represent God, to represent God. So I don't have to worry about what to say or what to do because God who sent me will direct me. I am content to be wherever he wishes, knowing he goes there with me. I will be healed as I let him teach me to heal. And that's the key right there. I will be healed as I let him teach me to heal. Fear arises from lack of love. The only remedy for lack of love is perfect love. And perfect love is the atonement. So we're accepting perfect love for ourselves. We're accepting that we've always been perfect love. We always will be. There is no other state for us. Only the belief that we're in an altered state. So the reward of teaching, the reward is truly, I will be healed as I let the Holy Spirit teach me to heal, as I let God teach me to heal, as I let my higher self teach me to heal. I will be healed. So let me put first and make primary this teaching, the reward of teaching. Now let's dive into that section. It says, Again, chapter 16, section 3, paragraph 1. We've already learned that everyone teaches and teaches all the time. You may have taught well, and yet you may have learned, excuse me, and yet you may not have learned how to accept the comfort of your teaching. Yeah, that's a lot. Sometimes we really are not receptive to the healing. That's, that's one of the rewards of teaching is I will be healed as I let him teach me to heal. So the reward of teaching is that healing. It's that transformation. Let's be receptive to it. We're worthy of it. 
We are worthy of it. Everything that we could possibly experience that's good and true, that's healing, that's nourishing, we are worthy of it. And that is why it exists for us to partake of because we're worthy of it. Because we're part of God and we are part of God's excellent. We are excellence. We are part of God's worthiness. If you will consider what you've taught and how alien it is to what you thought you knew, you will be compelled to realize that your teacher came from beyond your thought system. Right? So the Holy Spirit, who's our teacher, came from beyond the ego's thought system. The Holy Spirit, the higher self, the I am presence, the guardian angel, whatever you want to call it, came from beyond the ego's thought system. Never participated in it. Ever. Why? Because it doesn't exist. And our true self, our true identity, our higher self, our guardian angel, our I am presence, our Holy Spirit, whatever you'd like to call it, doesn't know anything false. It knows that we attach to things that are false. But it, it, it's pristine. Always has been, always will be. So therefore, the higher self, the Holy Spirit, our teacher, could look upon it fairly. So that's why the Holy Spirit can look upon this ego thought system fairly and perceive it is untrue. It says here, the Holy Spirit must have done so from the basis of a very different thought system and one with nothing in common with yours. For certainly what the Holy Spirit has taught and what you have taught through the Holy Spirit have nothing in common with what you taught before the Holy Spirit came. And the results have been to bring peace where there is pain and suffering has disappeared to be replaced by joy. You may have taught freedom, but you've not learned how to be free. I said earlier, quote, by their fruits ye shall know them, and they shall know themselves, end quote. For it is certain that you judge yourself according to your teaching. The ego's teaching produces immediate results because its decisions are immediately accepted as your choice. What does that mean? Its decisions are immediately accepted as your choice. Well, the ego's decisions are all about labeling and sorting. Sorting for the purpose of separating. Those are the ego's decisions. This one's good. That one's not good. This one's better. This one's worse. Those are the ego decisions, right, that generate our experience. It says the ego's teaching produces immediate results because its decisions are immediately accepted as your choice. Right? We have the thought, oh, that's not good. That is not good at all. And then it's accepted as our choice. 
Mm-hmm. We have a thought, ah, oh, they're an idiot. And then it's immediately our choice and our decision is to attack and to judge, to label, to confine, to limit, to move into lack. That's our choice. The ego's decisions are immediately accepted as your choice. But this acceptance means that you are willing to judge yourself accordingly. Cause and effect are very clear in the ego's thought system because all your learning has been directed toward establishing the relationship between them. To me, this is a very important thing for us to realize and understand. Cause and effect are very clear in the ego's thought system because all your learning has been directed toward establishing the relationship between them. So, cause and effect. There's a whole section in Chapter 2, Number 7, Chapter 2, Number uh, section 7, cause and effect. And it begins with, you may still complain about fear, but you nevertheless persist in making yourself fearful. If that feels true to you, read this section. I've definitely done episodes of this radio broadcast uh, on cause and effect. Yeah, it says here, in the cause and effect session, You may still complain about fear, right? But you nevertheless persist in making yourself fearful. Doing it to yourself, even though you complain about it. How crazy is that? Wacky! I've already indicated that you cannot ask me to release you from fear. I know it does not exist, but you do not. If I interfered between your thoughts and their results, I would be tampering with the basic law of cause and effect, the most fundamental law there is. I would hardly help you if I depreciated the power of your own thinking. This would be in direct opposition to the purpose of this course. It is much more helpful to remind you that you do not guard your thoughts carefully enough. So, he he says a little bit later here, I cannot let you leave your mind unguarded, or you will not be able to help me. Miracle working entails a full realization of the power of thought in order to avoid miscreation. Right? So, in this cause and effect section, it says here, and this is key, 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 at the end of paragraph 2, right? In this cause and effect section. The miracle worker must have genuine respect for true cause and effect as a necessary condition for the miracle to occur. It's a necessary condition. The respect for true cause and effect is a necessary condition for your miraculous life. And boy, oh boy, oh boy. Boy, can I attest to this. When I finally was willing to truly recognize cause and effect, 
not just an intellectual understanding, but to really to take a stand for a moment and look at my very being, my whole life, the depth and the breadth of it, and recognize that I am responsible for what I see, right? Responsibilities for sight. Uh, it's page 448 in my book, that beautiful, well, maybe that's where we're going. That's what I'm feeling. We're going there. Ooh, we're jumping around today. <laughs> Holy Spirit is on the move. We're staying with him. Responsibility for sight, chapter 21, section 2. Check this out. It's all related. It's all related. Let's put it all together here. And it's um, talking about relationship and healing relationship. So if you got relationship issues, check it out. <laughs> it says here, we've repeated how little is asked of you to learn this course. Doesn't seem like a little, but remember, you've, if it doesn't feel like a little and you feel like you're laboring to learn this course, if you feel like you're laboring to be a Course of Miracles student and to work the workbook and it feels like a labor, 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 means that you are not properly engaging Jesus and the Holy Spirit. You're still trying to work it for yourself, which means that you're in lack and limitation. So give it over. Just Holy Spirit, Jesus, every misperception that I am holding in my mind, please take it from me. Please take it from me now. Please, oh please. Just op- I'm opening my whole mind and thought system to you. And then you'll notice when you feel like an aversion or you feel a craving, you feel an attachment. <gasps> no, I need that. Whoa. Do you? Do you? I don't need anything but coffee and, no, I'm kidding. (laughs) But the perception is, oh, I need all these things, right? I need a whole house full of things. I need so many things. All right. I'm going to finish this section here. It is the same small willingness you need to have your whole relationship transformed to joy. The little gift you offer to the Holy Spirit for which he gives you everything, the very little on which salvation rests, the tiny change of mind by which the crucifixion is changed to resurrection and being true, it is so simple that it cannot fail to be completely understood. Yes. Rejected, yes, but not ambiguous. And if you choose against it now, it will not be because it is obscure, but rather because the this little cost seemed, in your judgment, to be too much to pay for peace. Here it is. This is the only thing that you need do for vision, happiness, release from pain, and the complete escape from sin, all to be given you. Say only this, but mean it with no reservations. For here, the power of salvation lies. So here it is. I am responsible for what I see. I choose the feelings I experience. I decide upon the goal I would achieve. And everything that seems to happen to me 
I ask for and receive as I have asked. So our mind, when it really accepts true cause and effect, instead of being burdened, oh no, I did it to myself, instead of feeling like, oh no, I'm such a loser. Instead, when our mind really opens to the true nature of cause and effect in this world, we realize, I can change it all. I can change it all. I am not a victim. I am responsible for what I see. It is an illusion. It is very changeable. It's very, very malleable. Let me get with the program and put the Holy Spirit in charge and not waste one more second forgetting to laugh. Ha, 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 I thought I was a victim. Ha, ha, ha. I convinced myself that life was happening to me. <laughs> Over it now. I accept my willingness has arrived. Kaching. All right. <laughs> Time for me to take a break. Mm-hmm. And I'll invite you on the break to go and look at the New Year's Reboot Retreat. We've got... Uh, Till November 2nd for the early bird price. We've got payment plans. We're going to have a really wonderful time at New Year's at Unity Village. <sighs> I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio, where we're walking the talk, we're living the love, we're tricking, we're treating, we're having a good time, and we'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. And we are back. Boo. Uh, The reward of teaching is that I will be healed as I let him teach me to heal. We're going back there. So we we left off there. Cause and effect are very clear in the ego's thought system because all your learning has been directed toward establishing the relationship between them. And would you not have faith in what you have so diligently taught yourself to believe? Of course, that's it. Of course, we have faith in what we've diligently taught ourselves to believe. And good news, the undoing can happen so fast if we're willing. That's all it takes. It says, yet remember how much care you have exerted in choosing its witnesses and in avoiding those which spoke for the cause of truth and its effects. You know, I can remember decades ago sitting with my spiritual counselor before I was a spiritual counselor, and my spiritual counselor would be saying, yeah, but 
let's let's look at the causation and i'd be like no 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 you don't understand and then they'd be like yeah let's look at your beliefs and your thoughts and i'd be like no no let's talk about the circumstances let's talk about the situations let's talk about what they did to me let's talk about what they didn't do that they said they were going to do let's talk about that and my spiritual counselor would be trying to get me to move into that place of taking responsibility for what I saw and what I experienced and realizing that due to the law of cause and effect, all I could experience was the byproduct of my thinking, that the world is actually a reflection of my thinking. And there's also parts of the world then we don't understand the mystery of it. How does it work exactly? Well, I don't know. Why is this one got uh, leukemia and why does this one have arthritis and why does this one, uh, his child dies and this one, her dog dies? Why do these things happen? We don't know specifically. We have to move into the trust and the faith that there is amazing grace, a divine plan, we're part of it and we do not know what anything is for except that is gently planned by one whose only purposes are good. It says here now in paragraph 3, so we're chapter 16, section 3, paragraph 3, does not the fact that you have not learned what you have taught show you that you do not perceive the sonship as one? Does not the fact that you have not learned what you have taught show you that you do not perceive the sonship as one? (laughs) I love it. I love it. And does it not also show you that you do not regard yourself as one? Mm-hmm. And does it not also show you, oh, excuse me, for it is impossible to teach successfully, wholly, without conviction. And it is equally impossible that conviction is to, to be outside of you. You could never have taught freedom unless you did believe in it. And it must be that what you taught came from yourself. Yet this self you clearly do not know and do not recognize it, even though it functions. What functions must be there? And it is only if you deny what it is done that you could possibly deny its presence. So in other words, we're always teaching the efficacy, as I say all the time, we're always teaching the efficacy of our choices. So our choices no matter what we choose, are always choosing the way to peace, the way to love, the way to joy. Because even if we choose things that lead us to great suffering and unhappiness, we're teaching that that's not the way to peace, love, and joy. So there must be a better way, another way. And Could we actually teach peace, love, joy, freedom, prosperity, wholeness, harmony if those things were not part of who we are? This is what it's saying. 
You could never have taught freedom unless you did believe in it. So we're putting our belief in the Holy Spirit and in the Holy Spirit's ability to do the heavy lifting, in Jesus' ability to literally go into our mind and take the misperceptions out. We did a whole episode on this a couple months ago about just back in September about all the misperceptions. Just give them away to Jesus. Give them away. We don't have to find them one by one. We just say, go in, Jesus, take out all the trash. I'm willing to let it go. But you'll notice on a daily basis what you feel like clinging to. What you're like, oh, Jesus, not that one. I need that misperception. I I need that misperception. I'm identified with the one who nobody loves. I need that one. Somebody will try to be loving towards you and you'll reject them. I used to do that. (laughs) I used to do that. People who thought I was amazing and wonderful, I'd be like, oh, they're such an idiot. They don't know. Seriously. Crazy, right? Crazy, crazy do stuff. This is a course in how to know yourself. You've taught what you are, but have not let what you are teach you. You've been very careful to avoid the obvious and not to see the real cause and effect relationship that is perfectly apparent. Yet within you is everything you taught. What can it be that has not learned it? It must be this part that is really outside yourself, the ego, not by your own projection, but in truth. And it is this part that you have taken in that is not you. What you accept into your mind does not really change it. Isn't that good news? No matter what thoughts we've accepted into our mind, no matter what we think we believe, it doesn't really change our mind. Hallelujah! Illusions are but beliefs in what is not there. And the seeming conflict between truth and illusion can only be resolved by separating yourself from the illusion and not from truth. Because, hey, it's not even possible to separate ourselves from truth. Your teaching has already done this. For the Holy Spirit is part of you. See, now this is, I feel, so important for all of us because many people, when they talk about the Holy Spirit, you know, it comes from the Christian uh, teaching of the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit is part of the Holy Trinity, but the Holy Trinity isn't one, it's three, right, in Christianity, So the Holy Spirit is part of you. This is Jesus telling you the Holy Spirit is part of you. Right? And he says in the Course that everything changed for him when he started to listen to only the one voice of the Holy Spirit. And it says here, the Holy Spirit created by God, he left neither God nor his creation. He is both God and you, as you are God and him together. Right? This is where Jesus is saying, all one. You're part of God. You are 
part of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is part of you. And you're all part of God. And God is part of you. You are God and the Holy Spirit together. For God's answer to the separation added more to you than you tried to take away. He protected both your creations and you together, keeping one with you what you would exclude, and they will take the place of what you took in to replace them. They are quite real. As part of the self, you do not know. They communicate to you through the Holy Spirit. Our creations communicate to us through the Holy Spirit. And their power and gratitude to you for their creation, they offer gladly to your teaching of yourself who is their home. You who are host to God are also host to them. For nothing real has ever left the mind of its creator and what is not real was never there. Yeah. You are not two selves in conflict. What is beyond God? If you who hold God and whom God holds are the universe, all else must be outside where nothing is. You have taught this, and from far off in the universe, yet not beyond yourself, the witnesses to your teaching have gathered to help you learn. Their gratitude has joined with yours and God's to strengthen your faith in what you have taught, in what you taught. For what you taught is true. Alone you stand outside your teaching and apart from it. But with them you must learn that you but taught yourself and learned from the conviction you shared with them. So the reward of teaching is waking up. Yes, it is. This year you will begin to learn and make learning commensurate with teaching. You've chosen by your own willingness to teach. Though you seemed to suffer for it, the joy of teaching will yet be yours. For the joy of teaching is in the learner who offers it to the teacher in gratitude and shares it with him. As you learn your gratitude to yourself, who teaches you what he is. So the Holy Spirit teaches us what he is. will grow and help you honor him. And you will learn the Holy Spirit's power and strength and purity and love the Holy Spirit as his father does. His kingdom has no limits and no end, and there is nothing in him that is not perfect and eternal. All this is you, and nothing outside of this is you. So beautiful. You are part of God. God is part of you. Nothing is outside of you because nothing is outside of God. And then this is my favorite part in this section. It says, to your holy, most holy self, all praise is due for what you are and for what he is who created you as you are. Sooner or later must everyone bridge the gap 
he imagines exists between his selves, right? The lower self and the higher self. Each one builds this bridge, which carries him across the gap as soon as he's willing to expend some little effort on behalf of bridging it. So as soon as we decide to bridge the gap between the lower self and the higher self, the bridge is being built. It says his little efforts, our little efforts, are powerfully supplemented by the strength of heaven and by the united will of all who make heaven what it is, being joined within it. And so the one who would cross over is literally transported there. I love that. I love that. Our little efforts are powerfully supplemented by the strength of heaven and by the united will of all who make heaven what it is. So the one who would cross over is literally transported there. We're carried. Our little willingness is all that's required. Your bridge is builded stronger than you think, and your foot is planted firmly on it. Have no fear that the attraction of those who stand on the other side and wait for you will not draw you safely across. For you have come where you would be and where yourself awaits you. So I just love that. Have no fear that the attraction of those who stand on the other side and wait for you will not draw you safely across. Right? We're going to literally be transported there if we have the willingness to to go. To go. That's it. We just keep our attention. Instead of on, oh, this is the pits, I don't like this, oh, I wish this were different, oh, it's not how I want it to be, ah, I feel like such a loser, I can't make it the way I want it to be, all these complaints, oh, as soon as our mind heads down that road, stop, no, I am on the bridge to heaven, it's not a stairway, it's a bridge, it's a bridge, and it's, it's he- the new heaven and the new earth. Heaven is at hand here now for us. This is the truth. And all the beautiful, beautiful ascended masters and all the beautiful beings on, who are already there, right? Who've awakened in their mind, Buddha, Jesus, Mary, both Marys, Kuan Yin, Muhammad, all these beautiful beings who are already there, Parmanansa Yogananda, all these beautiful beings, they're standing on the other side of the bridge and their love for us is literally going to transport us across that bridge. All we have to do is be willing. But you know, if I'm complaining and if I'm saying this one is an idiot and this one is a jerk, I mean, it's one thing to say, oh, they act like a jerk. They play a jerk on, on the national media. They, they play a jerk in, at my office. You know, they, they seem to behave like a jerk in traffic, in my neighborhood, in my family. But that's not who they are. 
And I will not say that's who they are. They are my holy brother, my holy sister. The Christ is in them as much as it is in me. And that's all I'm interested in seeing. That spark of light, the great rays. That's all I'm interested in. Let me focus on that and remember that. Yes, yes, yes. So, you know, we're, we're, uh, now we're officially two months from the end of the year. Uh, masterful living course, my year long course is going to open registration in a week's time. And um, registration uh, closes in early January. First class is January 1st. So Masterful Living is the very best thing (laughs) I know. And I am so grateful that I said yes to offering this class. And oh my gosh, does it get better every year. You know, it's quite extraordinary how it works. And this year we are doing even more. Very excited about the expansion we're experiencing. And also, just to give you a heads up, I'm actively moving into uh, this ministerial teacher training. We've got the spiritual counseling training. The next intensive will be in April. But if you're interested in my certification program, if you're interested in... Uh, moving into becoming a teacher and studying with me to teach classes and workshops and to be a minister, then Masterful Living is part of the basic coursework. And so come, you can come and join us. Come and join us. So again, registration will be opening in early November and then it is um, going to close in early January, first class January 1st. But we've got some wonderful prep planned for you this year so that we're, we're starting your masterful living, uh, at the end of this year, getting you going, getting you prepped. So we're like right out of the gate uh, for an amazing, amazing transformative year. Yeah, baby. <laughs> All right. It's time for me to wrap it up. What else? New Year's Reboot Retreat is on its way, and uh, uh, that's the end of the year. Five days, four nights. We're going to go so deep and strong. Boy, the reviews have been coming in uh, from last year's retreat, the difference that it made in people's lives this year. Uh, People saying how powerful it was to come with their spouse and their friends and all of that. So check it out. Ah, happy Halloween. Let's take that breath of love and gratitude together. So grateful and thankful for the love of God fully funding us. So grateful and thankful to take responsibility for what we see. Grateful and thankful to open our hearts and minds to the power and the presence of love, lifting us, shifting us, guiding us all the way. And gratitude. We open our hearts and minds to the healing and we share the benefits with everyone because we are one with them. In gratitude, we let it be. We know it's done. And so it is. Amen. 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 
God bless you. I love you. Have an amazing rest of your week. Mwah.